KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. In an early move on the health care front, the Biden administration recently opened a special enrollment period for folks to sign up for the Affordable Care Act. How big a deal is this? What is the state of the ACA overall? And what else could we see from the administration to try and strengthen it? All questions we were looking for answers to, so we reached out to Dr. Katherine Hempstead. She is a senior policy advisor at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Really good conversation. Check it out. So I'd like to start kind of a big picture view of the healthcare system in America. On a scale of 1 to 10, with number 1 being everyone on their own, Good luck. Hope it works out for you. To 10, everyone getting timely, quality, affordable care they need. Where are we? You know, that's, that's a tough question. I, maybe maybe we're, we're a lot closer to one than I would like to see us. Maybe four, three or four, something like that. I mean, most people are covered, but a lot of people that are covered really struggle with affordability of actually paying for care. And then, as we know, we have a you know, have a really big uninsurance problem in this country that, you know, our sort of peer nations don't have. To that point, the Affordable Care Act is one of the reasons why we have so many more people insured. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the last four years, the Trump administration did everything they could to kind of, if not get rid of it, really wound it. What's the what's the state of the ACA right now overall? Well, You know, actually, I'd say most of the coverage gains from the ACA have been sustained. You know, I mean, we hit our sort of low point in in uninsurance in 2016 when we had about 28.2 million uninsured. Now we're up to like 30. So there's been a little bit of backsliding. But in general, you know, despite the fact that, as you say, the ACA was kind of beat up over the last couple of years and became sort of a political football, most of the coverage gains have have been sustained. And I'd further say that, you know, the even though the political narrative has been, you know, pretty choppy in recent years, the business narrative has been really strong. And we've seen since 2017, 2018, increasing interest on the participation side by insurers. So we've seen more and more insurance companies coming into markets all, all around the country. So I think that the private sector is betting on coverage and is betting on the ACA. So I think we've seen a steady acceleration in the sort of the business side of the marketplace since 20, 2017, you know, despite all the political um, insults that were flying around. How much damage has the pandemic done to our healthcare system? And also, I guess, what is it exposed? Well, I think the you know the the pandemic. I don't want to use that cliche of crisis and opportunity. I think the you know the crisis part outweighs the opportunity part by a lot. But I but you know the the crisis part is that you know we we have a situation where we really really don't want people to have barriers to care. We want everybody to be able to come forward to get testing, to get treatment, you know, to get the care that they need. And it's more important than ever when you have you know, obviously a really deadly infectious disease is highly contagious. So you you want people to be using the, the healthcare system. It's also exposed the fact that this is a, you know, a very unequal society in many ways, you know, not just health insurance, but we've seen really unequal abilities for people to protect themselves from COVID and for people to get the help and get the protection they need. And and differences in health insurance is is a really fundamental component of inequity. So I think it makes it more important 
than ever for people to be covered and for us to have a more equitable society where everybody has the same access to health care. So I think that those are some of sort of the, the crisis side. I think on the opportunity side, I think it's possible that that the, the fact that we've had this pandemic may have made some people that maybe previously thought they didn't need to be covered or nothing was ever going to happen to them, you know, it wasn't worth spending money on, you know, it might have sort of heightened some people's awareness that, you know, this is a really um, important kind of protection to have and that you you can't predict what life's going to throw at you and you might be really sorry if you're not covered. So it's possible that the pandemic is going to serve to sort of increase the demand for coverage a little bit. I mean, I think in general, the problem with coverage is a problem of supply, you know, that affordable supply, a lot more people want coverage than can afford it. But there's still those people out there that say, no, nothing's going to happen to me. I don't need to bother. And I think the pandemic might, might serve to show people that, you know, that in fact is not a safe assumption. We talked about how the political story surrounding the ACA was choppy during the Trump administration. Obviously, that's going to be, I think, brighter during the Biden administration. Um, And to that point, they recently opened a special enrollment period for the ACA. Just kind of talk about what exactly this does. Why was this needed? Well, I mean, I think because of the pandemic, there's a added premium on getting everybody covered. And I think because of the pandemic, also, there's this sort of economic, you know, effect where people are losing their jobs, some people are getting separated from coverage, people are having trouble paying bills, people have more financial problems. So for all these reasons, it's, it's you know, it's extra important to make people aware of these opportunities to get subsidized coverage. Having an open enrollment on healthcare.gov is something that a lot of people called for during the pandemic. But, you know, as I'm sure you know, the the prior administration elected not to do that. But a lot of the state-based marketplaces, including Pennsylvania, which now has their own exchange, Penny, did have a special enrollment during the pandemic. But now I think it's a part of the new administration, first of all, to just sort of double down on coverage and say, it's sort of like a exclamation point to say, we really care about coverage and we're going to do as many things as we can in this administration to build on the ACA and get more people covered. And in the short run, one thing that we can do right now is have an open enrollment period on the ACA and advertise it so that, you know, there's an estimated 9 million people out there that would be eligible for subsidized coverage that are currently unenrolled, either because they don't know about it or they don't, you know, think they'd really qualify or they, you know, don't think it's important or whatever. But, you know, the purpose of this extra open enrollment period is to really make that message go out to people and, and get people to enroll. So I think that it, it's, a, it's important right now, and it's also a signal that this administration is going to do more to, you know, get the states that didn't expand Medicaid to expand, you know, because that would help a lot of people. And then also to try to make some other changes to make these Affordable Care Act plans in the marketplace more affordable by changing the subsidy structure. And this special enrollment period, this is in is there usually one enrollment period a year? I've never had to take part in the, the ACA. So there's one window. Usually this is just an extra window. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like open enrollment at a job where there's an open enrollment period. It actually is, is you know, the same time of year. It's like, you know, to start you off with a new plan year that starts in January. But then you can always qualify for a special enrollment during the year if you have an individual circumstance where, let's say, you lose your job-based coverage or you age out of a parent's plan or you move or, you know, you make other individual transitions, you can always apply 
for a special enrollment period as an individual and, you know, demonstrate that you've had loss of coverage or, you know, whatever the qualifying reason is. But what this is, it's like a, a special enrollment period for everybody. And it's not just healthcare.gov, it's now every single state-based marketplace also is simultaneously having. So it's kind of like a second open enrollment period for anybody. How much of a buoy is it going to be to just have, frankly, the administration treat the ACA with respect, advertise it, push it, not treat it like, uh, you know, something they, they don't want around, hide it. Just how much will that do for enriching coverage and getting more people in the pool? Personally, I think it would make a big difference. You know, I think that the ACA got sort of delegitimized by the prior administration and was, you know, was sort of discredited. And, the, you know, the plans were dismissed as being, you know, hopelessly expensive or, you know, whatever. Or people were proffered these other sort of, you know, cheaper alternatives that weren't comprehensive coverage. So I actually think it's going to I think it's going to matter a lot. And I also think that the the audience might be a little bit more receptive, you know, as we were talking about before, because of the pandemic, I think people are a little bit more interested in coverage. In fact, you know, in the in the open enrollment period that just ended, we did see a little increase in enrollment after a couple of years of kind of flatter, slightly declining numbers. So I thought that that was a, you know, that was an encouraging sign. And I think that people are probably more receptive to to the idea of, of coverage now than they were before. And, you know, certainly if you look at what's happening on the kind of business side, you know, you just see all the insurance companies are coming into these markets. And I think that that adds legitimacy to it too. And, you know, Pennsylvania is a great example where you've had so much expansion of new covers, new carriers, and then insurance companies expanding their territory. You've seen your premiums come down over the past couple of years and, and your market has you know, just executed a huge turnaround. So I think those things help too when people look and see, oh, all the same companies that are selling insurance in the employer market are also also here. The same companies that are in Medicare Advantage are, are here in the ACA individual market. Like this is a this is a real place. So I, I do think that that it's gonna help and that there have been other trends that are helpful too. What are some other things you expect to see from the Biden administration to build on the Affordable Care Act past, you know, this this open enrollment period? Mm-hmm. Well, I think two main things are going to be that and this isn't a Pennsylvania issue, but it's a really important national issue. And it, to me, it's one of the most unfair and sort of egregious things about our coverage system is the Medicaid coverage gap. It's these handful of states that elected not to expand Medicaid. So there are these, you know, estimated 2 million people who are, you know, kind of stuck in a coverage limbo. You know, they're poor, they have really low income, and they're, they're not eligible for subsidies in the ACA marketplace, nor are they eligible for Medicaid. So they, they essentially have no option, and they're, you know, there's no way they can afford any kind of, you know, retail cost coverage for themselves because nobody can. And this is a very low income population. So one thing the Biden administration is going to do is really try to get those states to expand. You know, and I think, you know, one idea is to increase the federal matching share. And, you know, hopefully that will help. I mean, there are, I think, every public poll in all these states, there's a clear majority that that wants to expand. So, you know, and over time, quite a few states have elected to expand. So we have to see what happens with that. That's one, you know, really important agenda item. And then the other one, and this is really important too, is to make the plans in the ACA marketplace more affordable by changing the subsidy structure so that the subsidies are more generous and 
creating a cap of your income that would be spent on premiums. Because, you know, one of the things that the ACA doesn't do very well is help people that make more than 400% of the federal poverty limit, which is, um, you know, not that much money. And at that at that income level, you know, having no subsidy, the plans are very expensive. Sometimes they're as much as, you know, 20% of people's income. And a lot of people go to the marketplace, don't qualify for subsidies, look at the plans and, and they get very upset, you know, because they can't afford them. So another thing that is really important, you know, for the Biden administration to do is to smooth that subsidy curve so it's more generous throughout and then, you know, make a cap on people's income and then, you know, that and make a few other changes like benchmark the subsidy to the gold level instead of the silver level, which would reduce the out-of-pocket costs. And that would make these plans, you know, even more affordable. So I think that's a, that's a huge agenda item that, you know, I think is really important to the administration. So I think those are the two most important things. Are there any things that are maybe even bolder that you could see them shoot for the stars? Maybe, doesn't happen, but things they could really do to try to take a swing at this to kind of take it to another level? Well, I mean, I think one thing that people talk about is, you know, what would happen if the states that didn't expand Medicaid don't expand Medicaid? You know, what's what's the response then? So I think one thing that, you know, people are certainly talking about is whether you could either just enroll all those folks in the ACA marketplace or whether you could create some other kind of federal, like public option kind of plan to you know, to address people in the coverage gap. And then at the same time, you know, maybe that would be something that other states that have already extended Medicaid would want to take advantage of in some way. So that's one thing. And, you know, and then another thing people talk about is sort of opening the firewall, quote unquote, which would mean to allow people in the employer market to come on to the ACA exchanges if, if they can find a better deal there. Right now, you're able to do it if you can demonstrate that your employer offer is, quote unquote, unaffordable, but it's a pretty high, it's a pretty high test. But, you know, I think another, you know, another thing that would be bolder would be to sort of either allow people to come into the ACA marketplace and or create sort of a public option, which maybe would have some cost containment, you know, attributes like rate regulation of, of hospital prices or some other things that would sort of make it more affordable and then see if you could get people to, you know, to migrate away from employer coverage into, into a public option. I mean, that is, you know, that's, that's, a little bit more out there, you know, that goes beyond getting everybody covered, but maybe gets to getting everybody covered in a more affordable way. And I think I said my final question, but I have one more final question. Sure. We talked about during the Trump administration, they there was the big push when Republicans were in control of everything to repeal and replace. Obviously, that failed. Is the ACA here to stay? I mean, has it taken root to the point where despite the rhetoric, despite whatever political climate might be around, it's going to be here? I think so. I think so. Yes. You know, I think it it needs to be, you know, it needs to be built upon so that it accomplishes more. But, you know, yes, I think the ACA is here to stay. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.